G'day punters, we're back for another episode of The Bag Men. I'm joined by my co-host in uh, Luke Hilton. Luke, welcome to the show again. Uh, hopefully we can find some winners. There's some good provincial racing going on over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there is. Uh, BJ, with a few meetings moved around again. Um, we've got to Newcastle tomorrow. It's their last meeting before their big cup meeting in, uh, in a fortnight. So we're going to have the, the Newcastle Cup Group 3, the Cameron and the Tibby all run Friday, today, fortnight uh, at Newcastle. So... Um, unfortunately, rails out nine metres tomorrow at Newcastle, which will um, make that a bit of an interesting uh, affair. But um, that's just due to getting ready for this big Newcastle Cup meeting. That meeting is going to be restricted to uh, provincial and country jockeys. Jockeys, is that correct? And is a good opportunity yeah. for your man, Dylan Gibbons, to uh, forge his path? Yeah, so the, the guys are in that greater Sydney um, riding zone. It gives them an opportunity to ride in um, in some Group Three events, which is a, a a great get for them. We've got got the kinds of Alicia Collett and uh, Christian Reith and Rory Hutchins and those guys who are very well accomplished uh, jockeys. And um, yeah, we'll be pushing the case for for Chad, um, Chad, Jenny, and uh, Dylan all to try and get him a ride in uh, in the Group Three. Big get for Dylan. He hasn't even had a, a city ride yet, let alone lobbing up in a Group Three. But um, no, it looks like that uh, he could be a good chance to land uh, a couple of rides in those races, especially with the lightweights. That's what makes him um, a chance in those races. You've got 53 minimums. Um, there's not not a lot of riders that can ride those weights, so they get an opportunity and hopefully they can take them. Yeah, definitely. Terrific opportunity for those uh, jockeys that uh, don't get many in, the, in town or have yet to make their path in the city riding ranks. Uh, you ready to get stuck into this meeting at Randwick? We're, we're currently on a soft five surface, but uh, the weather looks absolutely perfect uh, around the east today. But a bit of rain predicted tomorrow, but I guess we're just dependent on when it falls or if it does fall in that case. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I think um, the track should be in perfect order. We've had some great weather. Uh, I think it'll be in great condition. Uh, they've been uh, luckily been able to sort of switch those meetings from Kembler and give Randwick a rest when they can racing the Kenzo during the week. So I think the track should be in great condition and let's hope that it's always the worst if you get rain during a meeting, but um, let's hope if we get any, we might get a little bit in the morning or, or late in the Arva and hopefully we get through this meeting because uh, I think it's a great betting meeting when we're, when we're betting on a great track. Yeah, hopefully uh, the rain misses it all together and, or it falls after the meeting uh, because I've done my form for a soft five, good four, what it currently is. Uh, I think um, if we don't get any rain, it's going to get upgraded for sure to a good four. Uh, let's get stuck in. We're going to do the quaddy legs, uh, which kick off in the seventh race, which is the group two tramway over 1,400 metres. Uh, Zaki's been well supported. They went up 225. He's into $1.90. I would think that he's going to get back out in the market tomorrow just because we haven't seen him in Australia over 1,400 metres. Uh, Dreamforce is $7 out to $8. There's a bit of money around for All Saints Eve. Uh, they went up big odds this. Man, she was $26 on Wednesday and she's currently into $10. What do you reckon James does aboard uh, Zaki from Barrier 7 here, Luke? Yeah, look, it's um, uh, interesting one. Um, you know, we haven't seen this horse in, in Australia at 1400 yet. He was first up in the, in the Doncaster last year and he and he went around sixty one dollars in that and we all saw the run. It was a, an amazing effort. And then he went he went on from that uh to be undefeated. Um so it's an interesting one to see him at, at uh, fourteen hundred. 
I think James would like to be probably a little bit positive on the horse. I'm not saying he's going to be rolling right up there, but I think he'd love to be in front of a couple. Um, it just depends. I think he's probably going to get lucky. They are going to probably roll along. Um, Dreamforce went really quick the other day in the wing stakes. Uh, I definitely didn't see that happening, um, which helped a lot of those back markers get home. Him and Man of Peace are going to control this race, and it just depends what they do. If they can control it between them, get some nice sectionals, it'll help. But if they're really going to just uh, roll along, I think it's going to play more in the hands of, of uh, McDonald and Zaki. But I think all they'll be worried about is just get him in a comfortable rhythm, hopefully one off, and just not having any any issues. I don't think he wants to be barred up on the fence or anything like that. So I think he'll just try and get him in the running line, produce him when he wants to, and be able to move forward when he can. If they're not going to go real quick, he'd love to get him into the race a little bit earlier. So it's going to be very interesting. I thought his trial was okay without sort of setting anything alight. It was interesting out there. You don't have the jockeys. You've got the track work riders and stuff, and he was sort of a long way back and didn't make much impression in the trial. And obviously we know that his grand final is going to be very late uh, in this preparation. So very hard one to have a look at that race. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about the trial. We saw uh, Mwanga come off a, a pretty ordinary trial and, and come out and win the win stakes. We can look at his uh, his uh, race form in Australia, which has been absolutely outstanding. As you said, he was unlucky in a Doncaster. Uh, went down narrowly in the JA pre- JRA plate, which he's since been disqualified from. But he went to Queensland and he put on some uh, really good ratings. That Doombin Cup win was outstanding. And then he won the uh, Q22 uh, he won that Doomer Cup by seven lengths and put on a rating that would win the Cox Plate. So I think he's a deserved Cox Plate favourite. Uh, 1,400 metres, yes, it's short of his best, but we he hasn't had a chance to uh, really uh, show us anything over 1,400 metres or these short courses yet. But I think he'll win. Uh, I think he'll win well, and I think he's a deserved Cox Plate favourite. And if he is, he should be winning this race. Uh He's my on-top selection. Uh, I think Dreamforce has got a good hope. He won this race last year off a, uh, a Wink Stakes failure, came back to this, controlled the race and, and won well. Nash will get the chance from Barrier 3 to hold out uh, Man of Peace uh, and should be able to control the race if Man of Peace doesn't go berserk. Uh, Making case for All Saints Eve because she's the other, other one we're going to put in our quaddie. Luke, uh, why is the money coming for this mare? I think just that first up run last time in the Liverpool City Cup to think it over, she was beaten less than half a length. And you look at think it over's first up performance the other day, he's been beaten half a length by Mwanga, very elegant, and Keanu Teek, and she's ideal. And if very elegant Mwanga in this race, um, you know, they'd be a lot, they'd be a lot closer to, uh, to uh, Zaki in the market than, than the rest of them. So I think her first up form is good, is very good. And um, she's drawn to get a soft run in the race. It'll be nice speed in the race. And I think um, she'll be getting home late. I'm not saying she can beat Zaki, but um, I think she's worth uh, a throw at the stumps for the quaddy just to make sure if he's got any chink in his armour at 1,400, that she might be the one that blouses him late. All right. Well, in the first leg of the quaddy, we're putting in one Zaki, two Dreamforce, and right down the bottom, number 10, All Saints Eve. We'll move on to the feature race of the day at Randwick, the Group 2 Chelmsford Stakes. A bit of money about here for a couple in the market. Uh, Cascadian's been really well supported early days, four sixty into three dollars. Uh, shared ambition, bit of money about for this horse, fourteen dollars into eight fifty. Cucaracha, eleven dollars into seven dollars fifty. Uh, Luke, 
who leads this race? Fun fact is there. There's a couple that are going to go forward. That doesn't look great speed. No, look, I think fun fact will take it up. He was caught wide the other day in the Frosty Rocks race over 1,400. Steps up to 1,600 today. More is liking. Um, he's drawn sort of middle with sort of suits him. He can give him a good dig, Robbie Dolan, and, and roll to the front. And I think he'll control the race in the front. Um, I could probably see something like a shared ambition pushing forward as well. And then um, and then you've sort of got a horse like Think It Over and Cascadian who are probably going to get the soft uh, right runs in the race. Um, Riadini, the Waterhouse horse, is another one drawn four. Uh, back up to a mile today, um, you know, it could be one that'll that'll be pushed forward uh, as the Waterhouse bot team like to do. The two that I'm going to make a case for here, uh, I think Cascadian, I, I think he's the one to beat. I think he's slightly under the odds at the moment. I'm not sure that I could be ta- diving in at $3 uh, about a horse that who's been unlucky, you could say, in his career. I think he should have won the Wink Stakes. Uh, think it over, pushed out on top of uh, Master of Wine and that caused the interference to Cascadian. I think he lost more than his beaten margin in interference there. So I think they can settle a couple of pairs closer with that slow speed that you suggested. Luke, he gets out to a mile. He's already Group 1 Doncaster winner over the Randwick mile. So I think he's the one to beat. Bowman had his first ride on him last start. So he's going to know him better and hopefully he can land a couple of pairs closer and He'll be hard to hold out, no doubt. But I do think he'll get out slightly in the market. The other one I think who's got a hope uh, at odds is Order Again. This horse has been absolutely flying in lesser grade, carrying big weights. He deserves his chance at weight for age. He likes the Ramwick Mile. Uh, If any rain falls between now and race start, uh, I'd be promoting this horse. I think he has a hope, uh, a blowout chance. So I'm going to be throwing him in my quaddie. So... Two and nine for me. Uh, Luke, make a case for Think It Over and She's Ideal, who was absolutely outstanding first up. Yeah, they both uh, went enormous first up. Obviously, She's Ideal probably went beyond expectations um, going around at sort of uh, $41 in that race. But um, good tempo in that race and, and they were able to get to the outside and, and launch Lady and Ken Nautique both ran uh, out of their skin in that race. Up to a mile is definitely better suited. It'll be an interesting one tomorrow um, if they can get the speed that she'll need. She's ideal. And she's actually drawing pretty sticky drawing the one. Collet's going to sort of be, you know, maybe in front of a couple of the horses because there's a few of these horses like Salino and Attorney who are probably a bit slower and a bit uh, better off at, at longer journeys are going to be behind it. And um, he's not going to get that free run into the race like he did the other day. And he was able to roll to the outside, get his momentum up and really launch. Um, it's going to be a different scenario tomorrow. He's going to have to probably ride for luck, take the gaps when they come and um, be a bit of a victim of circumstances, I think. So it's going to make it tricky for him. I feel the horse is going better than we've ever seen her. And if she steps it up and improves off a first up run, gets some luck from that gate, she's definitely going to be in the finish. Think it over was unlucky the other day. Um, I just like him from the draw. He's going to get a better run off the steadyish tempo. Uh, I think he's going to be in front of horses like Cascadian and She's Ideal and that. And I think that's going to be a big advantage for him. Um, he could be sort of off and gone with the prize, off a steady tempo early on and um, be very hard to run down. So uh, very interesting sort of uh, not a huge field, but a very interesting affair with the speed and a few tactics here. All right. In the second leg of the quaddy, we're taking one, think it over, number two, Cascadian, number nine, order again, and right down the bottom, number 13, she's ideal. 
moving away from the feature race, we're into benchmark grade race nine, benchmark 88 over 1200 meters. Bit of money around for Cuban Royale. He went up the wrong price, $26 into $10. Uh, Irish Songs has been spec $71 into $41, but I'd suggest that Cuban Royale has been the best backed runner. Uh, Luke, where does King of Sparta end up from? The wide gate, he's been $5.50 into $5, but I'd suggest he might, the market might be against him with that draw. Yeah, I think they probably have to be, um, and that's probably the only thing that's got him out in the market or he's out there at that 4 and $5. I think he might be a fair bit shorter in a race like this if he'd, if he'd have drawn a gate. Um, I think this is – it is one of the tougher races on the card, but um, besides the gate, I sort of think he's clear uh, – Top pick, this King of Sparta. Um, hopefully, should get a, a, a good roll along. You've got horses like Dubai Tycoon and stuff that are down the bottom of, as emergencies. If they run, they're going to help with the speed. Magic Zariz, Miller got um, stolen Jade, those horses. If they're going to get a run in this race, that's where the speed is. So, we'll have to pay attention to scratchings tomorrow morning and see what the final field looks like because. Um, that's going to be a big indicator of uh, what sort of speed we've got in this race. And um, the two horses on with King of Sparta and Bullfinch, uh, both going to get back in the race. Um, I thought King of Sparta back on top of the ground tomorrow is really going to appreciate. And we highlighted Bullfinch the other week when he got scratched, that his first up run last time uh, when he came out here from Europe was very good. Um, they put him away. They've kept him for this. They've kept him on top of the ground. Drawn awkward as well. Got to go back with uh, King of Sparta, but... I'm just hoping for a bit of tempo and a bit of luck because I think they're clear best in the race and hopefully it turns out that way. Yeah, well, King of Sparta, as you said, I, I'd suggest they just take their medicine, go back, and, and they've got the right man in the saddle to uh, weave a passage for him in the straight if he's good enough. Uh, Bullfinch, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, hasn't been let go in these trials and I'd be interested to see how he comes back. The two that I'm throwing in the quaddy are Cuban Royale, and eight diamonds. Cuban Royale, uh, he hasn't had much luck in his last two. Two back, he was wide without cover. And then last start, he just got way too far back and he had some of the best closing sectionals of the race. Uh, he draws better here, gets the claim for Brock Ryan. I think he can settle a couple of pairs closer. And I think he's a really good each way player, that double figure quote, about $10. He might get out a little bit in the market because money has already come for him. But I think he's going to be uh, a really good hope and he's going to run. He, he's in his best career best form. So I think he's going to run a race. Uh, and then the other one that I have in the market uh, that I will be throwing in the quaddy is eight diamonds. Uh, she brings that more profits form. And I think that measures up here. Uh, she was wide without cover at the back of the field and she just peaked on her run last start. She maps to get every possible chance here. And she's the second pick in a very equal, even race for me. So uh, the horses that we're including here are numbers three, Bullfinch, number six, Cuban Royale, and number 13, King of Sparta. And right down the bottom, number 16, eight diamonds. Anything else to add for that race, Luke? Yeah, that, that could be could be one for everyone to go very wide in it. Um, with the chances drawn so wide, I think it's a very, very tricky race. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, and the last race of the day is a benchmark 94 over 1,500 metres. There's been a bit of money about for uh, the Chris Waller 
James McDonald ridden Charm Star. We saw Signore Nira come out of the Queensland Oaks and win last week. And, and this mare is trying to do the same thing and has the same combination. So I can see where the money, uh, where, why the money is coming for her. Uh, it's Lily coming off a Coffs Harbour Cup. Luke, make a case for her. Yeah, look, she was super in the Coffs Cup. Um, she got back. She was, uh, it was a good tempo in the race, but she was back and wide and uh, had to make a good long run into the race and was really strong with the line. And, um, you know, running town before that was was very, very good. Um, she does go well on uh, on soft tracks. She said eight goes on soft tracks for five wins and a third. So um, I think she's going to get the right surface tomorrow. She's drawn sticky. Um, but you're going to get Huey Bowman. Huey riding at 56 too. I'm not sure whether he gets down there uh, too often. So I think that's a bit of a push to how he feels its chances are in the race. So I think it'll need a, a Huey special, but I think they're going to get enough tempo uh, in this race that hopefully she can get on the back of something, get a little bit of luck and uh, be hitting the line strong. And I think she can uh, get out of the top of them. Yeah, she's, she's going to need a, a Hugh Bowman special, but she does have the right man in the saddle to do it. Uh, a tissue made her Australian debut two weeks ago, and she was outstanding. She sprinted really fast, and she just draws a little bit awkward here, Luke. So uh, she's the other one that you're including in the quaddy. Yeah, same same with uh, it's Lily. They're just sort of they're going to be hopefully in that three wide line with cover. I think it should be good enough tempo here with horses like Ashman, Soldier Love, True Detective, um, and then you have got Oscar Zula and Tom right behind those. So they're going to really sort of push the button and, and force these guys to roll along at a pretty good tempo, and then hopefully allows it's Lily and the tissue to to get some cover um, in that three wide line. They won't be cluttered up. I think a tissue will probably be in front of it's Lily. So it's probably going to have an advantage and get a good cut into the race in that three-wide running line. If you can get to the outside, it's going to be hard to run down on its first up effort. It was very strong, very good, and would have to improve off that, you think, up to uh, 1,500 this time. Yeah, she looks like she's going to get better as the distances go out. I think she's a... Uh, I think they backed her to win the um, the Caulfield Cup. So she, she might be into $26 to win a, a Caulfield Cup of tissue. Uh, the one that I want to make a little case for is Charm Star. This is purely a speculative bet. Uh, Jane Mack in the saddle, Chris Wallace. She's trialed legless uh, in two trials. One was at Deegan, but she didn't have the blinkers on. Uh, it took her five career starts to break her maiden, and, and that is when they did put the blinkers on her for the first time. Her form in Australia has been terrific. Uh, she ran third in the Doom in the Roses, and then she came out and she ran second in the Queensland Oaks. As I said, we saw that form come out and be franked last week with Signore Nira. Uh, James was in the saddle. Chris was the trainer. There was money around for her. There's already been money for this mare. And I don't see them letting uh, that combination go out at double figure odds. I think there's still money to come for this mare. And I think she is going to run a terrific race at odds. The other one I want to make a case for is all-time legend. I think this horse is over the odds. Uh, just based on his SP profile from his last start, last five starts, you can see... Uh, Five starts ago, he started $1.45 in a benchmark 88 at Randwick. He started 280 favourite. He started $1.80 favourite, 230 favourite. And last start, the market was slightly against him and he started 420. So in his last uh, five starts, in similar grade to this, the longest price he started is $4.20. And after two uh, 
unsuitable races, uh, 1,100 metres and 1,200 metres, we're going to get double-figure odds about this horse. He draws better in barrier three. Uh, he gets the claim for JVO. Uh, I think he can take nice cover. He should just find a spot just behind the speed. And I think he is going to run a terrific race at double-figure odds. That's all-time legend. Uh, so the numbers we're taking in the last race are 10, 9, 5, and 13. Do you have anything else to add about that race, Luke? Uh, I think it's uh, pretty well covered. Those last two legs are obviously the more challenging ones. And, um, yeah, probably going to have to go a little bit wide in both those. And hopefully that'll uh, create a bit of value for the quaddy. All right. Well, uh, our quaddy numbers all together uh, in the first leg, one, two, and 10. In the second leg, one, two, nine, and 13. In the third leg, numbers three, six, 13, and 16. And bringing us home are numbers five, nine, 10, and 13. What's your best for the day? Oh, it's, a, uh, it's a tough one, I think. Um... I think tomorrow, but uh, I'm probably going to have to say um, I like a tissue in the last. Fair enough as well, because she's only going to improve and she's already uh, won five in a row. The one that I'm going to make my best of the day, uh, not usually, uh, uh, I wouldn't say that this is usually a formula for success, but I'm going to be back in one out of a maiden race at Hawkesbury to win a group two race. I think... Uh, Libertini's full sister, Deanne Andretti, is going to be seriously hard to beat in the Furious Stakes. Uh, the way she won that maiden at Hawkesbury was outstanding. She absolutely surged late. I haven't seen a any horse trial any better than this horse uh, leading into this. She's back. Uh, Stable has a good opinion of her, and I think she can measure up. I just want to bet outside that silver shadow form because... That was a slow race. There was plenty of unlucky runners and it was a bunch finished. So I think Dan Andretti at about $8 or $9 uh, is a good gamble in the Furious Stakes. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Luke. Have a great day and good luck and good punting on the weekend. Thanks, mate.